0: Welcome to the Yorkshire Grip Podcast. Tackling some of the biggest issues in men's mental health.
1: Tom, we're back. We're back. We're back. And um, we didn't
0: leave it, what, six months? We this didn't time. leave it
1: for five or six months this Ooh. time, no. We're trying to get a bit better. Um, episode eight. Um, it's got a good ring to it, episode eight. Episode eight's got a really good ring to it. Levi Moody, uh, unbelievable story. Yep. Uh, and, we, and, we, and we don't say that... Um, you no, know, uh, that's not a throwaway comment. Absolutely not. That's, pff, you,
0: we, you've got to listen to this.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not every, it's not every day someone dies a fair amount of times and comes back from the dead. Uh, just wish his sense of humor had come back from the dead. I think he forgot. I think he left that. Uh, <laughs> mate, what? <laughs> I think he's
0: been very charitable, mate,
1: with your, with your terrible jokes. <laughs> uh, <ooh. laughs> so, um, yeah, really good episode. Uh, we speak about um uh you know obviously the event we speak about Levi's um
0: his cycling career you know how he got into it the success he was having yeah. some of the pressure there some of the expectations maybe how he dealt with it how he dealt afterwards. with it how we yeah how he dealt with the event afterwards in terms of his mental health uh it's 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 really powerful it's really inspiring it's, uh, it's
1: something different that we've
0: not done before yeah and i'm i'm just really thankful and grateful that levi came and told his story genuinely yeah because it's um it's it's tough uh
1: what he's gone through obviously but to have the courage to talk about it is uh will not only help him but we hope it will help others as well because that hey look at the end of the day that's all we're here for
0: yeah so levi's a good friend of gab's i didn't know
1: yeah i know yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, good friend. Uh, we actually met at the World Championships in Harrogate. Mm. Uh, afterwards, for dinner, me, you, Gabs, and all of the local boys. Henry, yep. Will, messaged me today. Actually, did he? Yeah, he messaged me uh, today, saying he wanted to. Um, he said, oh, "I can't wait to listen to." You. I've, had, I've had I've had quite a few people actually. I reckon I've had about eleven or twelve people.
0: Well, I they're gonna know. like it. So hope they enjoy it. Let's so hope they enjoy they it. Um, Any feedback from uh, the gabs episode? That was great. I yeah,
1: thought. the gabs episode was really good. People enjoyed that. The weight one it, and body image mm. is without shadow. That you know that could almost be what your Grit is. You know, you could just do the whole the whole podcast just on that. Yeah, it, it, it's just. That's just a
0: no-brainer, I hate not no-brainer, but that is what it is. We're going to need some kind of like reflective episode at some point, I think, to summarise all the themes that have come up, because there's consistent themes across every one we do, aren't
1: there? Yeah, I think Johnny's going to come up. Is he? Yeah,
0: Johnny's going to come back, and Um, we're going to do that. Tommy, before we start, I just want to uh, give a shout out to you, because I think you're a really inspiring guy. I think we've been speaking a lot recently. I've, have. I've had a, have. a tough period recently. We both and, have, mate. Um, I just appreciate your honesty and your ability to sort of talk honestly and openly about how we're feeling. So thank you. No, mate.
1: I, you know, yeah. Yeah. I've had a really, really shit month. Yeah. Probably, you know, and I don't know why. And, I, and it's been scary. It's I think been you do really now, scary, though. mate. It's been really scary. I've been. Imp- I, it, it, it's like a. It's 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 like a mist that comes in, and and you can see the mist, and you. It's I, honestly, mate. I can't tell you how scared mm. and how low I have been recently. But um, matatonia, metatonia, metatonia, <laughs> <laughs> seismic change in state of mind. Like you said, me and you. Uh, maybe just maybe, maybe just maybe, I'm starting to finally. Look at the guy in the mirror, and f- and and I can't talk about everything, obviously, mm. but it's things alcohol. Uh, yeah, it's maybe starting to not play the victim and just go well. You know, you can only put with your own bullshit for so long, and and blame other people. Mm. But Tom, you're a big part of that as well, and you are. Um, I love how we. I love how you're not judgmental. Um, likewise yeah it's just so it's important it's so refreshing just to have someone who's your mate who is not egotistical who is not alpha male or toxic masculinity and someone who is just you know you're just very understanding
0: well i appreciate you being strong through being vulnerable <laughs> yeah yeah and levi talks about how to talk uh, uh, sort of towards the end of yes, he of does of our podcast. and that's so important. Just yeah.
1: talking the the spoken truth of how hard its it, it is. doesn't
0: necessarily solve everything, but it gives you a platform to move forward. That's what I've learned.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it might not be easy. In in fact, it will be really difficult because you leave yourself open because you might admit to something
0: mm. which is really grim. Yeah, makes you <laughs> makes you vulnerable, makes you exposed, and you and
1: it? make you shudder. You'll, your your the hairs on the back of your neck will will stand up and you'll go God I'm just about to admit to this and my friends are probably going to think that I'm X Y and Z but what's the what's the fucking alternative What are you quiet and you just suffer mm. aimlessly willful blindfulness, just you know stabbing in the mist and in in the dark Well no I'm all right being there done that it ain't so good so yeah you know look we've got I've got a long way to go. You never finish finished that. The fourth road bridge is never finished. Mm -hmm. Facebook is never finished. See how it goes. Actually, (laughs) do you know what? Actually, thanks to the people like Will, like PH Mass Cycling Team, like Luke, like Neil Hendry, like Tom Mazone, like Scott Old, like Ellie, like Gabs, like Chris Lawrence, like Greg Toe, like Ben Reynolds, like Francis Farley, like Liz Taylor, like Jack Cutsworth, like Joe Searle, James Rudolph, Matthew Taylor, Biv, Esme, Gullen, Ben Harrison, Nigel, Rocky... Tom Moses, Gavin Taylor. These are people just in the last five days, by the way. Thank you to just some of these people who have reached out Mm. and who have said what we're doing is great and they love it. So thank you to those guys. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Living Care. Living Care are a healthcare provider working on behalf of the NHS and they also do private patients, so they do 50-50. They include over 100 professional sports clubs and athletes. They're really good, you know, testing for bloods, hematocrit, they're actually soon going to do sports performance, orthopaedics, imaging. So this fits really well with cyclists. The guy who I know is Luke at Living Care. They have the Instagram, it's the Living Care or Living Care Group. Give them a follow. I think it could be, well, with what we spoke about with Levi, it couldn't be more apt. So thank you very much, Luke. Thank you very much, Living Care Group. I think they're going to sponsor another one as well. Uh, It's great to have you guys on board. Believe in what you've done. Now then, hello. Welcome back to Yorkshire Grit. This is episode eight. As always, we've got Dr. Tom. Hello, all right, Tom. Also today, we are, we're really fortunate to be uh, to be joined by. Um, I wouldn't say he was a friend of mine. We did race together a little bit. I remember a time. Pimbo, bit of through and off. Great lad. He's called Levi Moody. He's from Halifax. He's 23 years old. Got up at half five AM this morning for work. The poor lad. Levi, how's it going?
2: Oh, it's going well. <laughs> it's, going hey, up, Levi. Very well. it's better now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Levi, Levi Moody, Levi Strauss. Levi not so moody. Yes. Thanks for coming, mate. Last time I saw you was the it was the World Championships, wasn't Arrogant. it? I regret. We were in what was it called? That not tie It was Wagamamas. 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 the one.
3: Yeah. 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 yeah, you get
0: some on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then something happened to Rob Scott's chin. It did. What did you do there? <laughs> uh,
2: Rob and I had an incident with a road close sign. Oh, um, oh yeah. You got into a fight <laughs> with it. Yeah. He, uh, I think. Actually, it's probably the f- everybody's finding out about that yeah. now, <laughs> how it actually came about the stitches. That's
0: for another episode, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> well, it
1: certainly had me in stitches anyway. <laughs> Pardon the pun. Quite a lot of people, I think, know Levi, some don't. Uh, Levi was a really promising cyclist, but after a prologue at a race in Limburg, I think you were cooling off. Was it a series of cardiac arrests? Yes. In the space of yeah. roughly 45 minutes? Yeah,
2: 45 minutes to an hour. I had three at the scene and then the ambulances got there and then I had two cardiac arrests on the way to the hospital in the back of the ambulance.
1: The topic what we're talking about today is it's serious and it is big Mm. Um, so look me and Tom are both you know appreciate that you've come here today to talk about that as you do with everyone let's talk about you know you let's talk about your journey through cycling and, and you know you know how you are here today if
2: that's all right. Well first I've been on a bike since our, well, tiny really. Where we all used to live, we, we we were out on his bikes. That's we. They were a good group of us. We we just rode his bikes, messing about. And is
0: uh, that Halifax? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah Halifax. Yeah. Uh, were you, in were, and around. We just yeah. on the on the streets.
2: Yeah, on the streets like local wrecks and sort of just messing about as kids, really. No, yeah. nothing serious. just yeah. seeing who could go up fastest or could jump furthest. Yeah. And then I was quite late. To racing, my uncle sort of got into um, road biking more than like my father. I think because that's normally how it works. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You follow. Well, you follow your dad's footsteps most of the time, don't you? <laughs> he got into it, and I started going out with him on my mountain bike, and started like giving him a pasting and <laughs> <laughs> But I thought, oh well, if he, if I can do this on this, like, yeah, yeah. what can I do if I actually tried? Got a road bike and went from there. Really started just going out with local clubs and realized and no who, who was your local club at the time it was pedal sport cycling club yeah um event, yeah. shop in halifax they've recently or a few years ago changed the name
1: you were talented someone messaged me the other day about you doing a race up in croft and you you know you started and you just did the whole thing on your own and, yeah mm. and i remember doing pimbo and we got in the break together and i was like oh, you know it's this lad this lad this this lad's got something
0: mm. what did you notice tommy in uh, I
1: think maybe now in cycling there is a maybe a generation of people being slightly conservative yes. uh, and being maybe a bit too focused on maybe like diet aerodynamics yeah. and I think you I think I saw a bit of myself in you someone who was a bit gung-ho yes. someone who didn't give a fuck someone who was just like right I'm gonna get stuck <laughs> in I'm just gonna do it and it was and yeah. it was you know Yorkshire lad you know
0: as you can tell yeah. from your accent
2: <laughs> absolutely born and bred
0: did you notice those things in yourself levi
2: yeah i think because i came to it a little bit later there were guys that, that had been in the systems before me mm-hmm. that were a bit more tuned into the technical side of things right. whereas i were get on a bike ride as fast as you can <laughs> if you win you win wasn't much yeah in the middle but that were how i rode my bike basically go as hard as you can <laughs> and you, you uh, uh, so you just see harder, faster, just longer. Hard <laughs> <or> fast. Yeah, <laughs> it's good, it's good <laughs> motto for life, yeah. isn't it? Um, I think I were brought up, but obviously, like in quieter, you just get on with it. Yeah, you just cracked on. So you took yeah, that, attitude so, yeah. Into so I cycling. took that into cycling. I think the guys who I were around at the time, they just bred it into me that if you could suffer on a bike, you can suffer on the flat. You can suffer was going it, uphill. You could, like
1: was it a de- detrimental toughness and toxic masculinity? Was it oh god for God's sake, you have to be fucking hard again, and or was it? In a nicer way, where you have gotta to be tough here, mate. Come on, you can do this. Come on, I you think, know you, you're hard. Or um, was it? Or was it a bit dick swinging? Which is just, I'm past all that. I can't be asked.
2: Yeah, well, that's what I, I felt like. Once I'd got over the the new boy to the sport mm. type, I think I may t- I took it a little bit too far. Like you say, you were just going out. You were dick swinging. You were that. Were a detriment, definitely. Because mm. it, well, yeah, it cost me some races. to, prove how strong I was. Did it? Guess, yeah. Oh, pushing was, too hard. Yeah. Like in the wrong wrong places. You, yeah. You
1: you lose a lot more than you win in cycling. You probably yeah. only win yeah. what, not point. Not oh. point not yeah. I don't know, not point five percent of the races we ever do. Maybe one percent of the races. Yeah, no, absolutely. no, more than one percent. I don't know. Five percent, ten percent at yeah. our level.
2: Yeah. But I think at at the age I was um if you didn't take the risks, like you you didn't stand a chance anyway. At the time I were I just didn't really know what I were doing. But I had the talent to get around what wasn't in my head. Yeah. <laughs> so, <basically.
0: laughs> did did you have a moment when you were like, This is it? Like, I'm actually pretty damn good at this. Yeah, was this like
2: eighteen or was this a bit? I think no, it were before. So I started racing properly. When I was 15, which mm. is, I think is considered to be quite late, yep. the year I didn't really do anything that year. Maybe won a few local crits and whatnot. Mm. But the year after, I sort of stepped up and started doing like national level stuff. And toward, at the end of the year, I won a national title on the Whoa. track. And then I thought, actually, I can, this, I can do this. Yeah, because there like, were guys that were winning national titles like Gabs. It like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
1: We know so, him. W- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we know that guy.
2: Like, obviously, we, we've gone on to have quite a, a good friendship. He's a great guy. In yeah, the- yeah, top guy. He's shout really, out to Gabs. Sh- yeah, shout, shout out. out to Gabs. And he'd won all sorts of national titles, and like, and the guys that had won them up until that point sort mm. of looked up to him and thought, "I want to be where you are." Yeah. Um. So like, when I won mine, I thought, I, like "Whoa, what I, a moment!" Yeah, I thought, "Like, am I there? And like, or am I at their level?" Mm-hmm um and you look at like the prestige of what that jersey means that i think that was a moment and then that winter there's a i don't know whether it's still the revolution series yeah. is that still going
1: uh, god knows
2: it's public, it, it's public is that the track of, in the track at manchester yeah where they did i'm sure it is did it must like be five different things or something like that. and then i went i won that that year as well yeah. what like, you won the whole thing well the future stars did you yeah. but like i think the the thing with that was like you look back at the guys that have won it you, All gone on to be pro. You look yeah. at where they are now, and you're like, Burke I mean, he's just retired on like this week or whatnot. But he's mm. won it. The, Double the guys, champion. Yeah, yeah. The guys that have won that. I was just like, I thought, well, if my name's in that line, where,
1: why can't I? Yeah, 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 and yeah.
0: That's logical. Yeah. Does that lead to pressure at the same time? Though you've done amazingly, but then it's like, oh well, these guys went there, so the expectation is I get there now.
2: I think in cycling, it's not a. Like whereas in football, sort of like those types of sports, mm. you don't get frowned upon for aiming for the top. Whereas in cycling, I think if you say I want to be up there, you kind of like you kind of like they look as in, say oh, you think you can do that. Oh, and, you, really? and you just it's sort of that is weird. That is really yeah you yeah I never knew you that. You sort of, like if you said like, I want to win the Tour de France. I mean, well, I never would ever to ever, but yeah. Well, actually, that goes back to gambles again, but. It's um, true, though. Yeah, that's yeah, a really good. Sorry. Why?
0: Why?
1: Uh, because uh, everyone is out to fuck each other over.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah,
1: I think in a in a <laughs> that that in a round in a roundabout way.
2: I think everybody in cycling. This may well come across wrong, but everybody in cycling is friends, but they would do you over, do you for, you over. The, for an opportunity. Okay. Yeah, yeah
1: I, th- I disagree with that. I don't think you have friendships in cycling
2: to face as you have friendships in I cycle. call like, it in races mm. you I
1: call it acquaintances in cycling yeah. I think I think you have good acquaintances yeah. in, in cycling
2: I think the the friendships are when you're away from the bike right yes Def, yes like, Completely I away. Mean, from I
1: you. I can define it by saying if I was really in a bad way I could ring up say Tom mm-hmm. Dave Simon James. Mm. My mates go, oh, fuck, you know, i have lost my bank card. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Can you please pick me up? Oh man, this has just happened. Can you um lend me this? Can you can you do these things for me? They would. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't do that with a cyclist. No. No. It's it's,
2: it's bizarre. It's no, I think, I think, so yeah, weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's strange. Like I think if you put what you'd call like an acquaintance on the bike, you have a friendship sort of away from the bike. And mm-hmm. I think like I've seen it a lot more since I stopped racing because I don't have the cycling side of it. So the guys that I still see now, I'd class them as my friends because like they're still here whereas there's some guys that I don't see as much like but we're good friends. Yeah, But yeah, it's a bit mm. it's different. Yeah, it's a strange uh, it's a strange concept. Because
1: I think deep down you all, you all cycling's quite cutthroat not in terms of I want to be better than you, but also as in aspirations to get to the top in terms of funding, sponsorship, yeah. mm-hmm. money. It's very tight. It's very, you know, if you look at the bare essentials, football across the continent, across Europe, across the world, mm-hmm. how many different leagues are there? In the UK alone, it goes down to what I... People who play for Whitby Town still get paid like two yeah. grand a week. And that's the 12th tier of, Eng- of English football, times that by France, Norway, <laughs> You know, there's football players now who played for Rangers and Burnley, who are now in Oslo, third division. Yeah. You can't get that in cycling. Mm. There's 22. There's 20 world tour teams in yes. the world. So that's like they couldn't have just one Premier League. Can you imagine that, that being in football? There are only being one,
0: one league for the whole world. So, you, so you get this environment where people are, on the face of it, friends or acquaintances, yeah. trying to work together but yes. then underneath it all, it's cutthroat. Yeah.
2: I think because there's so few I think, opportun- I think so, yeah. Because there's so few opportunities. Because there's so few. So every, there's so many people, and now it's getting, the problem's exaggerated now, because it's becoming more popular, and yes, it's fantastic for the sport, but there's nowhere, there's all these guys that are like, on the lower tiers, mm. that have got nowhere to go. So.
0: What happens to those guys?
1: Well, this is something I'm really interested in at the moment, I'm, researching constantly on my procyclingstats.com and um, if you look at the exit level mm, of yes. someone from a, so football, premiership, championship, league one, league two, conference. Cycling is pro tour, pro continental and continental. there's free levels. If you leave any of those free, you're kind of fucked.
0: In terms of
1: just you know you you won't get, even people at continental level don't really get paid that you know the minimum wage is
2: quite poor compared to other mm. minimum wage.
1: oh it's nothing near football nothing near football rugby cricket but anyway if you the 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 exit rate is high. It's huge. Like People like Andy Fenn, Mark McNally. This year, this is a mass exodus of really good... Ian Bibby, Johnny McIntyre. Uh, I could literally string you off a list now of 50 riders and you go, fucking hell yeah, I remember him. He was really, really good. Where do they go? I don't know. They get jobs and uh, and they will probably have to go through a process similar to what me and Levi have gone through, mm-hmm. which takes mm-hmm. time. Uh, and I would just hope to God that I, I was talking to Cycling News today. I was talking to them about this and I said, it is something which is... Because Marcel Kittel retired yes. and Pete Kenner did. And Marcel Kittel was the best sprinter in the world. So he was probably, you know, like um, best footballer in the world. Uh, uh, striker. In the world. Mm. All of a sudden, boom, gone. And he said... And Ma, uh, Patrick Lefer, the quick step guy, said, ah, don't quote me on this. He said something like if his head... Something like he needs to get his head sorted... I can't remember the article. I saw Mm. it, and I remember seeing that, thinking, well... What does that mean? Yeah, maybe if you weren't so bothered about his physical attributes and you actually just took the time to maybe talk to him, he might still be here.
0: Mm. (laughs) And performing better, And performing better.
1: You know, uh, same with Kenner. Same with a large minority of cyclists. Mm. If you maybe weren't so fucking obsessed with just looking at their watts." their training, their aerodynamics, mm. their diet, and then thought for a second. Hang on, for the longevity and the sustainability of them riding a bike, let's maybe delve into
2: how uh, happy they are
1: how happy yeah. they are. Yeah. Surely that's got to be fifty fifty.
2: Ah well, you'd like to think so.
1: You know, if someone had spoke to Kittle and gone, I ah, you know, let's talk about your mm. work your yeah, life yeah. balance.
0: So Levi, you were uh, new kid on the block, yes. winning some really big races. Did you did you hold that to yourself then your aspirations because of what the environment would have done to you or what happened next?
2: I well I definitely held my aspiration maybe not like to the people that are closest to you. I think you have to. I mean you're still at this point you're still young, aren't you? So you tell your parents what you want to do. Everybody wants to go on and make it as a sports person and yeah. But definitely um, to the the outside world, mm. yeah, you keep it in because. You you don't want to be seen like, to be seen as sort of like, thinking that you can make it, because mm. um, you know, kid like young people like they they rinse you for so, like oh you, know, you think you can do that what makes you think you can do that type of, I mean I may be just being incredibly cynical about it, <laughs> <laughs> I think Re- nah,
0: realistic maybe
1: yeah I think yeah. you've got a point I think but but then are we soft or are we just over we uber sensitive I don't know
2: no I just think. Like a lot of things that have been discussed on here, just nobody talks about it. Mm. So the first time, few times it gets spoken about, it appears. It's like ah, that there might be something in it, but nobody spoke about it before. So where does it come from?
0: So what happened next?
2: Mine and Gabs' stories so kind of join up. At this point, then it's college. Like we're at college age, me and yeah. Gabs. Went to the same college. I think it well, you mentioned it as well. Um, we joined the same team again, got taken under the wing of Chris Walker, yeah, RST, RST yeah. team. So that was sort of the, du- the first state step of junior racing, right? Um, and that's where the story of like what happened to me starts as well, okay? Because in the second year of college, sort of, like, junior racing, I joined the Haribo Beacon team, yep. which... No
1: way, yeah, Pete I Williams was on, yeah.
2: Pete Williams were on, I think Berkey were on, and Steve Burke were on as well. Yeah. And we had had medicals, sort of, before the winter, mm-hmm. like, leading up. Really, it were, they were to see if we were, like, iron deficient, like, we needed supplements for oh, sort right. of things, but we had the junior guys had, um, like, ECGs, Mm. As well, every, every all the other four guys had got their letter, like, yeah, you're fine. Mine say, Oh, we need to speak to you. So like, oh, f- like, what on earth's going on? Like, I pr- presumed it were nothing, and maybe a bit of an anomaly. They saw irregularities yeah. in my heartbeat and other things, like the other things going forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, can we do more testing? So, well, yeah, I need to find out what's what's wrong if it's a an actual issue or it's just something that needs monitoring i had all all the tests like i say on my 18th but i spent my 18th birthday in leeds hospital having mri scans and all this so it's, no way. yeah like i knew how to partner like, yeah yeah i was <laughs> like, oh, with my mom and dad having like mri scans all day all, yeah this is for everybody else goes to like magaluf and get pissed <laughs> and i yeah. were in leeds just like oh, getting checked man. out results came back from there um again, we need to speak to you mm. <sighs> like what like it's this is just getting too deep now Come on, like yeah not I think you don't expect it from yourself I think you this this sort of stuff happens to other people right yeah yeah completely understand. um basically, I had a plumbing issue with my heart, okay, so like my coronary arteries weren't in the right place. And Whoa. they were they were taking obscure routes to get to where they needed to be, which caused issues like the the arteries being pressed against each other and mm-hmm. getting like restricted, and which caused like the irregular heartbeats and all the other st- right. and other things like that. So they give me four sort of choices mm-hmm. as to where what I wanted to do. I could have the like corrective surgery but the risk that it wouldn't make a difference Hmm. and a bike team would never go anywhere near me. Hmm. Yes, obviously I'd had a heart surgery, corrective surgery that worked, but again, a bike team would never go near me. Mm -hmm. Don't have the surgery, nothing will ever happen. Don't have the surgery, something'll happen.
0: Right. So they're are not four great options. Oh my
1: God. Oh, so
0: you're eighteen years old that's yeah, pretty fa- that's faced pretty, with
1: this. Yeah, that's not yeah. good news. But then you could have just fucked off the cycling completely. Absolutely.
2: But but at, that wasn't an option. But at the point, that wasn't. I were four seasons deep into what I thought my career. Yeah, get okay, yeah. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you can't you can't not um, do that. Yeah.
1: So which option did you go for?
2: Uh, they gave me a few days and said just think it over mm. see just we your family obviously like see what you want to do um, then I eventually decided to not have the surgery and keep going
0: take the risk so number three
2: take the risk which turned out <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> well we all know what happened next so sort of. <laughs> so option three was don't have the surgery
0: yeah
1: and but-
2: And were they
1: they against that?
2: They weren't against it, but I don't think they were for it.
1: And and did they say, we recommend you don't go cycling?
2: No, because this this was a sticky point, because professionals in the field, you trust their judgment. I mean, I trust their judgment on heart issues, even to now. Yeah. But they couldn't categorically say, because the thing that made my mind up was I said to them, can you tell me that if I don't have anything done, Corrective mm. that something will happen and they said no so I said right that's it then I'm racing my bike it just so happens that this were that word January so three months later something happened which nobody could have ever predicted
0: this is the Yorkshire Great Podcast Levi do you just want to talk us through what happened here
2: on the day of the race slash incident. <clears throat> it was the prologue time trial for the stage race that we're down, like Tommy says, down in Limburg. It were all, no, it were everything went absolutely to plan through the day. Um, I did my ride, and obviously that's where the issue started. Sort of coming into the the last kilometer of the race, I I were blacking out almost.
1: A prologue for people who might not know is the start of a stage race. Yes, it's normally It's a very short, intense session mm-hmm. interval, about what two, three, four minutes long, mm. and you have to go as hard as you can, as fast as you can. Yes, and whoever wins is the winner and wears the jersey of the race overall, okay. l- leading into the other stages.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, so coming into the last kilometer. I were yeah, like I say, I were I were blacking out almost. Like I was seeing like bits of spots yeah. in the like, and I just I put it down to I'm um, flat out. I'm on a lot of caffeine. <laughs> like, yeah, I've had I've had a few gels. Like <laughs> i my heart rates through the roof. I'm going deep. Didn't think anything of it. Pushed on, kept going. Obviously it finished the ride. After the finish, you take that first deep breath and tell me, you'll know what this is like after you, that first one hurts. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. I thought to myself, like I don't feel okay. There was something not right. This is all what I've pieced together now thinking back. So I thought, I just need to sit down. Like, I, I, I don't feel right. Mm. Not far after the finish, a few gardens, sat down, helmet off, sort of like laid down and just tried catching my breath thought like I still don't feel right there's something wrong Pure, still putting it down to I've just gone severely deep for mm. sort of five ten minutes like I'm, I'm depleted of everything basically our hotel where we were staying was on the the last corner so I rode back down and this is where thinking back now I weren't thinking right because I rode back down the course and in UCI races that is a Big no-no, as, as a, well, the people know. Um,
1: Because the race was still going on.
2: People were racing it and finishing, and I were riding down the course. So looking back now, my decision-making were all over the place. So, and got back to the hotel, and James Shaw, he were on the team at the time. He'd followed me in the car and videoed it. Mm -hmm. So we were sat on a, on a wall, like low wall and he were tom do you remember tom bayliss who rode yes. for one pro yes yes he were warming up on the roller so good he team won- this oh well joe evans rode for it as well didn't he yeah yeah. Rode right. for madison real good team good squad good squad good squad strong team so tom were warming up and me and james were sat on the wall rewatching my ride like i don't remember any of this but like this is i've just been told Next thing they know is I'm face down on the floor, not motionless. But my face were really close to Tom's rollers, and they thought I were joking. They thought I were, did because obviously they, they didn't expect what actually was happening mm. to be happening. They thought that I were playing on it. I don't not playing on it. Yeah, just. Acting it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so Tom was saying to James, "Get him away from my rollers." I, whatever happened, then I'm not sure. But obviously, when your heart stops, the incontinence, like right. they yeah. realised something were wrong. Obviously, I'd wet myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. And the that's when like I were I were going blue. The the whole not breathing kind of rigmarole started. <sighs> yeah. Shit. Um, that's when the. Obviously, the panic ensued, and but the team was everywhere.
1: So yeah, because you is on a race, yeah.
2: Yeah, so you've got DS in the car, helpers everywhere. So who shouted? What did who was? No. Well, James and Tom. This is the thing about I don't really know what happened. Mm. You just those are the only two guys that saw everything. Yeah, from start to finish, basically. Um, so those two went and got help. Luckily... Were they running? Yeah. But they were obviously... Tom were in his kit. Tom were ready to race. Yeah. So he was slipping and sliding all over it, showing his cleats, like...
1: But but they knew this was serious now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because I think with the... Obviously, the wetting of oneself, I think that's when you re- properly realise...
1: Yeah. Either, like, either that or it's a good night out.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Harrogate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they went and got help, but uh, when they're getting help, I'm still laid on the floor. Dying, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so
0: your th- your heart has just stopped at this point.
2: Yes.
1: So how yeah. long can it stop for wow. before you you like? Because then you're dead. Yeah. So then
2: strange you, thought, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So you so, you, so you're dead while they're getting your help. Dad.
2: Yeah, I think James stayed there. I think. But then, obviously, help started arriving because co- the commotion, there were crowds, everybody started to wonder what was going on. Yep. Obviously, like, the DS at the time came, started doing the compressions oh. and going through that process. Um. The ambulance arrived. There were quite a lot of time between all of this happening and the ambulance actually arriving because the, the ambulance on the race was quite a way away, like, on the course. So between like the the first collapse and the first defib being brought in, mm-hmm. it was quite a lot of time. It all it all went on the compressions and obviously the defib can't go. gets going, not strong enough. Goes again. What? And that happened. I was shocked three like I say three times. On the people scene. must have just been like crying. People must have just been like. There must have been crowds there, he's right? He's dead. He's gone yeah well so oh it all happens on on the floor sort of the commotion happens ambulance arrives they, they that's when obviously the the ambulance crew take over they then it were to get me to hospital i believe as fast as possible so in the back of the ambulance i remember coming coming around this was like this very very vague recollection of like sitting up in the back of the ambulance and I heard them say it's crashing. Now I put 2 and 2 together and thought, "Bye Chris." Right. Ambulance. I've crashed. Oh. Like Right. <laughs> I've knocked myself out. Or I've crashed and something's happened. Yeah. Didn't think out of it. And then all of a sudden everything went very quiet and very bright and I just like felt myself like slowly fall back to the bed. And that I now know, was like my heart stopping again. Oh, Oh, that is
3: weird.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which, like... That's literally like, that is dying. Yeah, it was very strange, but like, I I didn't remember that until quite a bit afterwards. Well, I say quite a bit, like the the night afterwards.
1: The similarity between that and just snoozing,
0: (laughs) getting up, going,
1: it just seems very similar, but fatal can't get men around
2: that yeah so uh, what happened next the next thing i remember is quite annoying this one um because the language barrier really kicked in <laughs> for the next bit because I, I came around in a they were unsure as to whether they were going to have to operate on me in belgium so they were like putting the lines in preparing me for emergency surgery basically the, the lad who were doing it Bless him. He must have been slightly flustered because mm. it took him numerous attempts. But this, and it were hurting. So I were so like, mm. I were in a state of delirium. So I were giving him some abuse,
0: right?
2: <laughs> Not really knowing what I was saying. Yeah,
0: but he was causing you pain. He were causing you me didn't pain. Didn't know quite why.
2: Yeah, but he couldn't understand me. I mm. couldn't understand him. So it just made it yeah. ten times worse. For whatever reason, they didn't. Obviously, it all goes black again. I then come to in an ICU room. It all just goes from there, basically. I, that were, it's probably sort of 10 o'clock at night at this point, and yeah, basically I was just like really tired, yeah, understandably. Um, so I just went, like fell asleep. Um, woke up the morning after, perfect. No. Like this, and they couldn't understand why I wasn't, yeah, like, yeah. Cabaged as such. I mean, I have got a horrendous memory now. Have you? You're like, I'd noticed it. As soon as I started doing normal things again, mm. I noticed my memory had gone really bad.
0: So not just of the incident, but just generally. Yeah. Just, yeah.
2: yeah,
1: It strikes me as though this has been a massive, life-alterating thing, but in the same flip side, it's like nothing's happened. I. It's just... I'd really, it's hard. maybe yeah. just a real bad 10 hours.
2: Yeah. Well, this is because... This is where the because this is where it becomes difficult for me because because I didn't know what had happened in the previous 12 hours. Mm-hmm. I was acting
1: normal. Yeah, get it.
2: I knew I were in hospital and I knew something had obviously gone wrong because why else would you be in hospital? Mm. However, I didn't know the severity. Yeah, got you. Of what had happened. I didn't know what some of my best friends had just seen. Like I know, if I'd have just seen that happen to one of my friends, like I'd have been in bits. And well, and but I didn't know what they would just witnessed. What was the recovery like? What What
1: did you have to? You know, what was the the next year? You know, what was what was going on after that? Um, you came home, obviously, and then.
2: Well, it that were
1: a, you obviously had to come home.
2: Yeah, so all all that happened. And this is where like the the mental side of it started mm. to kick in because I. Until that, until about two months after the incident, like the first two months were in hospital operations, recovering, going home, not really doing much.
0: Did they do the operation that they'd originally planned with you? Yes. Like in Leeds, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Did you come back and they were like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> ah I told you
2: so. Well, yeah. this was th- a funny thing because, like, they wanted to get me back as soon as possible, but they wouldn't let me fly. So I had to be driven back, but... In an ambulance and all this and it took a week for me to get over no all this and like, like anyway all that that were just technicalities as such until about two months after when i started actually like starting to process what had happened yeah I, up until that point i hadn't believed that mental health was a thing i know mm. it's not. Mm. i whether i did not some
1: people still don't
2: whether i didn't want to believe it or i just it had never crossed my path right like, never, it's not, nothing had happened to me that required sure. thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So it were only after there that I really started needing to talk about it. But I felt like I couldn't talk about it with the people that were around me at the time. Going back to the fact that I hadn't seen what had happened, I had to deal with the physical side of it. But. Everybody else around me had had the mental side of it. Okay. For me, it's worse because my mum and dad got a phone call on a Saturday night saying, you need to get to Belgium now. Not knowing what they were going to find when they got there. They knew that I'd had an accident. They knew that I were on my way to hospital, but they didn't know anything else. That's a, oh. t- that's a tough trip, that. So, <sighs> so when I were. And I'm not on about acid or uh, (laughs) that's a tough that's gonna be a that's a
1: tough
0: drive.
2: Yeah, so like when my mum walked into my room that morning and I said like what you doing here she (laughs) fairly wanted to give me a crack I reckon (laughs) but I didn't know.
0: Levo, what were you recognising in terms of your mental health that, that you wanted to talk about?
2: I wanted to get my head around what had happened. But I felt like I were repeating myself quite a lot. I felt like I were putting on people I almost felt as if I were making them relive it for the sake of me.
3: Mm, yeah.
2: So yeah. it were a very That's tough that. It was like a the it's the double-edged sword of I need to talk about this because yeah. a lot of the things once I'd spoke about them they were gone. Like don't get me wrong, even to to this day there are things that I still can't get my head around. Mm. But a lot of the things once I'd spoken about them then I, it was okay. I thought yeah. It were, but it was, like I say, the double-edged sword of what needing to talk about it, Mm -hmm, but not wanting to put on the people that had already been through it and thought about those things as well. It all just built up in my mind. Well, it just it just built up and built up and built up, and every now and then I'd just explode. I'd just have fits of tears. I'd just it had all just come out in the wrong ways because because I hadn't. Spoken about and spoken it. You not spoken
0: about it, you hadn't processed it. It was yeah. just sat there building up, building yeah. up, building because up.
2: Because I didn't that's really understandable. Because I that, didn't mate. want yep. to that's put off that.
0: How did you get to the stage where you, you felt you could open up, get over that uh, hurdle of worrying about other people as well?
2: <laughs> quite, quite I think a lot of it was trying to stay relevant in the sport. Okay. Because I I didn't I didn't wrongly, I didn't want the sport to forget about me.
1: Right were you? How long did you have to have off the bike?
2: I had about eighteen months off.
1: That must have been a really yeah. shit time.
2: And all I was trying to do in that time was like, I'm here. I'm like, I'm still here. Just like, remain positive because yeah. that,
1: that, in a way, you've had to deal with dying, life change, yeah, your dream of your career, mm. yeah, not being able to talk about it, isolation. <sighs> that, that yeah, that is. Yeah, I've had pneumonia, and yeah. you know I've had to stop. And it is yeah. it's, when when it's taken away from you. Yes. I don't think you ever really get over it. No, You're always th- a little bit bitter.
2: It was definitely that until I I started racing again. Yeah. Um, started doing like prem calendars and that type of race, and then and then I called time on it. Did you? Because I wasn't getting any better ability on the bike. Okay. whether it were because of. It, the operations and the intrusiveness of all that, I hit a ceiling, mm-hmm. and I wasn't improving. So I thought, right, this has time now. Um, that,
0: that must have been so hard.
2: I think that was one of the easiest decisions. Oh, really? to really? Yeah. Um, Cause because
0: you because you just knew. Yeah, or?
2: and I think at the time I wanted it as well. Right. I thought I would.
1: It's too much pressure on it.
2: Yeah, and I was falling back into the.
1: You were just comparing yourself to who you were, and you're like, "Shit, I just can't." Yeah, yeah. I, yeah trust me, that is just yeah. that is mm. no good. That is not a good place to. Like be. Like
2: every time I went on the bike, it were not, sh- like, "Yeah, I'm not I fast. used to go up here <laughs> three minutes faster." Right. Or yeah. it was seeing guys that used to beat that I used to beat, mm. and seeing where they are, and you don't. T- I'm not taking anybody's achievements away from them because who knows? I I could anything else could have happened. But it were hard. Do
1: you think if you took your time, just playing devil's advocate here, I'm not, I think if you took your time and you just said, look, I'm, this is going to be a process here. Yeah. I'll get back to that level. Or do you think you were just impatient and you just thought, or do you think it was
2: just your body was fucked? I think when I called time on it, yeah. that was as good as I was getting, basically. Subscribe now on iTunes and Spotify.
0: Levi, I'm really interested to know how the, the sort of wider cycling community viewed what happened to you.
2: The wider community were split, sort of, but not evenly. Um, there were a few cases of people accusing me of doping. Seriously? One guy said, how on earth can a guy of his age have such a like a catastrophic heart issue? Oh, right. Clearly does about heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... It's just typical Thinks, cycling yeah. fickleness. That some things are hereditary. Some things you just can't get.
1: But you're here today to, you know. Yeah. And uh, you've stood that test of time. You're not a doper. No. And who actually does dope and has a heart attack during a prologue? It's not that rare. It's
0: more kind of. It's, yeah. <laughs> There'd be more heart attacks, surely. Yeah. I I feel sorry yeah. for you with
1: that one. That's. Um,
2: it were it were just the thing of being unable to defend yourself yeah being, a, being so being, because of the position I were in at the time because it was immediate as well mm. so I was still in hospital for most like and I was just unable to defend myself to defend yourself or to prove, to that. prove the innocence which well I've never touched anything in my life like
1: yeah uh, you were just really unlucky just really unlucky yeah how you've, so you've gone through these things you told us you know your beginnings your your intermediate you know this event at this in, in Limburg that day Everything afterwards, you know, a little bit about these accusations, and then here you stand now. You've got a lovely girlfriend. We have indeed, um, Ellie Dalton.
2: um,
1: And you know, (laughs) shout out, shout out to (laughs) Ellie. You seem to be, you you seem to be in a really good place with, you know, with that. We went for dinner uh, in Harrogate and stuff. How are things now? You know, since then.
2: I think, on the whole, they're all right. They're, um, I'm getting on with life. Yeah, because you so, look really, you look
1: really trendy today, mate. You know, you got, like I'm in the shirt, got this lumberjack shirt and these
2: like <laughs> nice hipster
1: glasses. I bought this you, Yesterday,
0: you, you did yeah? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for the Especially, Instagram yeah, selfie, yeah, yeah, is. Is ready for the post. We'll have to um, get that
2: one, yeah. Um, no, I think on the whole, I'm just getting on with life. Right. like trying to get a good standing. Obviously, not everything's perfect. No, oh. um, by any stretch, um, I'm sort of I'm finding that out now mm. that there are bad things in everything.
1: All oh, goodness is a corruption of evil.
2: Exactly, yes. Um, yeah, I've been working for a while now. Um, well, quite a long time. In a job, nothing to do with cycling, which at the start was quite nice because I didn't have to think about riding a bike. I mm. um, didn't have to think about anything to do with cycling, which helped at the time. Um, do you
1: miss cycling now? Yeah, Think you think you'll get back on it and train a bit and have a have a healthy relationship with it if such a thing exists.
2: I think like over the past few months I've been wanting to get back on the bike. Yeah, like and I have been. Mm -hmm. I've been I've been doing a ride here, nothing like I used to. I'd get on. I'll ride once a week, maybe.
0: What's that been like?
2: If anything, refreshing. Yeah. Because when I do ride my bike, it's because I want to, right? Not because I've got. You have to. Yeah. Not because I've got three sets of fifteen minutes at (laughs) four hundred watts or whatever. And I, I I, now I just I really do just switch off. Like and I used to love it. I used to love it. I used to be nerdy as old when it came to, but now I just think, mate. Really, I take it elsewhere. (laughs) I I could (laughs) not. I could
1: never. If someone, even when I was training and racing, if someone never. Gave me that power meter and all that all that what stuff. I could, yeah. I'd just be, I would like literally.
0: <sighs> yes, yeah, so Le- yeah. Levi. it's great. It's it's great to hear how far you've come since so you then. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's really inspiring and powerful. And I guess I was wondering how or or if anything like particularly helped you get through. You know, in relation to your mental health or your recovery.
2: Talking about the hard things we um, we we've, yeah. we've, yeah. we've been talking and about a, that this yeah. week yeah. yeah like the actual
1: really hard not just like men chatting going oh yeah. i feel a bit down today yeah. you know or oh, think i think
2: the th- the th- the things that are potentially going to upset the person that you're talking to yeah that was the thing with me yeah. like like i had some very low points like i went from being a f- f- strong bike rider to my dad lifting me out of the bath like cuz mm. i couldn't pull myself up like tough, and that. as an 18 year old lad, having your dad lift you out of the bath is, I mean, it, that knocked me for a long time. Cause it made me realize how weak I'd become as, mm. physically. Yeah. Um, and to the extent of what had actually happened. So yeah, I think not talking about the hard things really held me back, but in the last, like, so you've mentioned Ellie, like she made me talk about the hard mm. things. She mm. Cause the other, the like my family, didn't want me to hurt understandably of course yeah um but she made me talk about the things that I really didn't want to but as soon as I'd t- spoken to her about it like yeah. that it was fine and
1: that, that that was your new release wasn't it that, oh, was, absolutely. that yeah, yeah that was your new yeah. um,
2: and it's and as soon as I'd said it once, yeah. I then went to my mum. I went to my dad. I went and and, yeah. and it were easier because I'd already vocalized it. Yeah, and that's great.
0: It's easier for you and also you learn that people can tolerate it as well. Yeah. You know, even if it's difficult, even if yeah. it's upsetting, yeah, yeah. you get through it.
2: It's that's the cool. it's the whole like a problem shared is a problem half. Yeah, so like, yeah,
0: we've been speaking.
2: We've been speaking about this. Yeah.
1: It's something we spoke about earlier today. Something like that, yeah. It's honestly Levi, it's it is um I knew a little bit about this before you, you know, you came on today, and you know it was Gabs who put us in touch. Yep, I am really glad you come on, and it will, it will, it will inspire people, cause it always does.
0: Yeah, it yeah. always does. It's it's unbelievable. Thank thank you, Lever, honestly, yep. for sharing your story, because I think I think as Tommy says, it's going to inspire people.
2: Yeah, well, I just think there's a lot of people can um, there's a lot of um, I think cry do a lot for. And like the heart screenings now, so like people can obviously go and get heart screenings and whatnot through them. They offer subsidised ECG and echo cardiogram screening for all young people, so it's cardiac risk in the young. Um, awesome. That, have a, they got a website, Levi? They have. It's um, c cri- r y dot dot u k. Brilliant. Um, for so fourteen just, to thirty-five.
0: Fantastic. So if you just Google that, it will come up. Absolutely. Amazing. Um, Levi, we always finish with our with our guests yep. um, by thought, asking final one, thoughts final thought Levi's e- final thought oh. <laughs> <laughs> or any 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 advice anything final thoughts sh- uh, final thoughts anything you want to share with anyone out there
2: don't hold anything back it's no matter Couldn't how more, no, no matter how hard it seems it's that it's getting those thoughts out that will help you the most
1: Strive to have the courage to speak the plain spoken truth. Yeah, that's a higher priority than trying to be popular. Yeah. Who's that and Tommy? S- Aunt Middleton actually. Oh, right. yes. he wrote it down cuz I was absolutely yeah. spot Dang on. on.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and say it how you have it in your head. Don't yep. try and fluff it up to get it out. Say it as you hear it speak, in your own mind. Speak your truth. Absolutely.
1: Levi, it's been unbelievable, mate. Thank Thank incredible. You. No, thanks for Thanks, the Levi.
0: Wish you all the best.
1: Thank you. Yeah, yeah you've. Uh, it's, you know, it, this one hasn't been a laugh a minute. This one's been, uh, you know, quite deep. Uh, it's been know. one
0: of those with uh, shivers down your spine. Yeah,
1: hasn't it? you know, you know, we haven't, you know, laughed, and you know, I haven't had a heart attack. You know, that was a bad pun. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: the, the laughs at the end. I was Trying to get, I was, I was trying
1: to get that in. Fantastic. Uh, Yeah, great stuff. (laughs) Uh, Cheers, Levi, mate. Thank you. Great, Great to have you. Cheers.
0: This is the Yorkshire Grit Podcast.
2: Subscribe now on iTunes and Spotify.